0: Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida, where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. I am going to attempt the impossible today. I want to try and speak to the lives and to the lives of the women in this room And and I recognize a few things here. Besides the fact that I use probably as much hair product as some of you women, (laughs) I really don't know much about you. And I certainly do not have you figured out. I don't have the knowledge or the insight to even attempt to pull this off. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, "...the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground." And the Hebrew word there for formed is yatsar, and it means to squeeze into shape. To squeeze into shape or to mold into form so that when God created man, he he picked up dirt and molded us into what he wanted us to be. You would use this word to describe the activity of making a snowball with your hands. Uh, In other words, men, we're just a big ball of dirt is what we are. That's it. And all the women said amen. Amen. Verse 22 of that same chapter says, then the Lord God made a woman, and uh, boy, did he have his hands full then. Um, it tells us that God did not create woman the same way that he created man. God did not yatsar, or squeeze into shape, or mold into form Eve. That's not what he did. Uh, the Hebrew word used here is a completely different word, it's banah, and Bada means to design or build with complexity. And all the men said, amen. Yes, to design or build with complexity. In other scriptures uh, throughout God's word, this same word, the same Hebrew word is used to describe the intricate design and construction of the temple, an altar, a home, or even a city. and basically what I'm trying to tell you is this, is that God created women as very complex individuals and men quit trying to figure them out because we will never truly figure them out. It's, it's impossible. God created them and God is the only one who will truly ever be able to understand them. And so I refuse to stand before you today and act like I have women figured out because I don't have women figure out. however, however, I do believe that God has given me a specific message for women on this Mother's Day 2015. It is well known that after Adam took a bite from the apple, that he felt great shame, and then he covered himself with a fig leaf. We all know that. Eve, too, felt shame. And covered herself. Now, most people believe that probably like Adam, she immediately covered herself with fig leaves, also. But all of us husbands in the room know that it couldn't have happened like that. It, it most certainly did not happen like that. Have you ever been to the mall with your wife or your significant other? You know it wasn't just trying on one leaf. No, it was probably, it was. It was <laughs> It was probably Eve trying on a maple leaf and deciding that didn't look good or maybe a sycamore leaf and saying, no, nah, that doesn't fit quite right or an oak leaf. And, and, and after about two hours of shopping around, she decided on fig leaves. That's what it was. You know, hey, Adam, is it just me or do these magnolia leaves make my butt look big, you know? And, <laughs> and, and so, you know, and then, and then as only a woman can do, she made Adam cover in fig leaves also so that they would match for pictures. Because every picture you've ever seen of Adam and Eve, they've got the strategically placed fig leaves and they match in all of their pictures. It's a good Easter picture is what it is. And ever since then, women have wore the plants in the family. I've been waiting all week to say that line. I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, I have taught from this particular passage in the Bible numerous times, but never quite like this. Genesis chapter 3, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 8. Genesis chapter 3, I'm going to start at verse 1. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. I'm pretty sure that this was the beginning stages of what would become the mossy oak or real tree name brands. Think about it. Let's cover ourselves with leaves and then we will hide from God amongst the trees. That's what we will do. We will be camouflaged. God will not see us. Before eating forbidden fruit, Eve did not see the imperfections with her body. Or maybe it was that Eve did not have any imperfections with her body. We don't know, but we do know that she could not see those kinds of things. She did not know the difference between what was good and what was bad. And if you think about it, Eve had it all. Women, you, you could look at Eve's life and you, you could really become jealous of what she had because she had a husband who, who thought that she was the only woman on the planet. All of his attention was on her. She had a personal relationship with God. She could walk in the cool of the garden. She could walk around nude, naked, and not have to worry about passing by a mirror to see what she looks like because she couldn't see the imperfections. Eve had a perfect life if you think about it. And yet she still wasn't satisfied. She still wanted more. She thought that she could get better. And she desired to know what God knew. At the moment that she bit into that that forbidden fruit, at that moment, she could now see every blemish, every flaw, every fat roll. She can now see it. It was there. The scales were pulled back from her eyes and now she could see it. She was oblivious to her imperfections before and then all of a sudden her eyes were opened and, and like a middle school girl that transitions to high school for the first time, Eve was made aware of her flaws suddenly and she used fig leaves to cover them. One of the struggles of living on this cursed planet Is that we know and we see all of our imperfections. There's not one person that walked into this room today that honestly believes that you're perfect. There's not one person in this room that believes that you have no flaws, no blemishes. Oh, you look at your life and you see every little scar. Everything that keeps you from being perfect. You notice that you have one eye that's lazier than the other. One ear that's lower than the other. Maybe your nose is too big for your face. I can say that. It takes one to know one. Maybe you don't like your hair because it's straight and you want it to be curly. Or maybe your hair is curly and you want it to be straight. There's all of these imperfections that we see with ourselves. And and I just don't believe that Adam and Eve could see those imperfections before they ate of the forbidden fruit. We know that we're not perfect. But we sure are good at hiding those imperfections. Some of us, we haven't mastered. And some of you women, you know what I'm talking about. And I know I'm on dangerous territory right now. I know I'm on thin ice right now. But just hear me out. Because my purpose today is to help you, not to hurt you. Some of you women, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You woke up this morning, you put on your face, and you came to church to sit among others that are good at hiding behind fig leaves also. Because even going to church can be the fig leaf. Sometimes we hide behind that thinking, well, nobody's going to see all of my problems and all of my shame and all of my guilt and all that kind of stuff. And we hide behind that. Don't get me wrong. I have no problem at all with women fixing themselves up. So when I make comments like that, just understand that I realize that every old barn needs a good coat of paint every now and then, okay? (laughs) I get that. I understand that. But let's be honest. It extends far deeper than a little makeup. The insecurities, the hurt, the shame reach to the core and the essence of who you are. There are things that have happened to you that nobody even knows about. But those things have ordained your steps and they've created who you are. Life circumstances have left you hiding behind fig leaves, not wanting anyone to see the real you. The pain of past relationships is conveniently hidden behind leaves, or or the hurt of how you were raised is tucked behind foliage. Your imperfections are squeezed into your fig leaf cover-up. And you're going through life trying to hide behind your fig leaf faith. It's ironic that some women even wear a few fig leaves to hide what's really going on inside of them. And what I mean by that is they simply don't wear very much. Like the flannel graph pictures of Eve that we grew up with, they dress with conveniently placed leaves over certain areas and only those areas to get the attention of others. And it's ironic to me because they wear less to hide more because they don't want anybody to know what's really happening inside and the pain that they're having to deal with. But women, before you get down on yourself, you must realize you get it honest. And it's a struggle that every woman has had to deal with. It runs in your ancestry. The mom of humanity attempted to cover her shame, her guilt, her humiliation with a few fig leaves. and that practice continues to be passed down from generation to generation to generation And let me let you in on a secret women we men do it too because it runs in our ancestry because Adam hid behind fig leaves we try and cover up our insecurities and our inadequacies and our failures with vocational success Or we try and relive the glory years, and it's just fig leaves covering up what we're trying to hide. Scripture tells us that God immediately rejected Adam and Eve's feeble attempt to do for themselves what only he could do, and that was to cover their sin. And so God comes looking for them, calling out to them, and says, "Adam, why are you hiding from me?" And he says, "It's it's because I am naked. It's because we have no clothing on, and and this this flimsy physical covering of of fig leaves that that that, that was there was wholly inadequate as a spiritual covering. It it, it could not even come close." to covering what they needed to happen. And God knew that only a blood sacrifice could take away the shame and the guilt, humiliation, and even the debt that was caused by their terrible rebellion against God and their disobedience to him. And so in verse 21, the Bible says that God sheds the innocent blood of an animal to create animal skin coverings for their imperfections. In other words, fig leaves were not enough. God said something must die. Something must shed its blood to cover your sin, your mistakes, your blemishes, your imperfections. Something has to die in order for us to cover that. And we know that in the New Testament, God would send his only son as a sacrifice for our shortcomings, The sad thing to me is that there are so many men and women that they're going through life, living behind a facade, afraid that somebody is going to see who they really are. God forbid that anyone should see you hurting, that anyone should come alongside you, take you by the hand and comfort you during your time of pain. God forbid And you're hiding behind fig leaves. You have to understand that fig leaves will never be a substitute for the gospel. Never. Fig leaves will never take the place of the blood that has to be shed in order for us to to find forgiveness of our imperfections. Fig leaf faith is really no faith in God. And it's our feeble attempt to cover our imperfections by ourselves. And fig leaves will never be enough. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 21. I just want to read two verses, and then I'm going to close this thing out. I'm almost done. But Matthew chapter 21, I'm going to start reading at verse 18. This is one week before his death. And Jesus is walking one morning with his disciples, and he uses of all things a fig tree to teach his disciples a lesson. And I want you to read this with me. Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 says, In the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. Think about this. Would Jesus really curse a fig tree? Surely the Lord was not so petty as to retaliate against a tree because it didn't produce breakfast for him. You need to examine the story closely. And see the parallels back to the beginning of humanity because it is the only place in the Gospels where Jesus is credited with being directly responsible for killing something. He was always raising things from the dead. Never had he killed something. but, But because this tree was not bearing fruit, Jesus curses the fig tree and it withers. You see, what you have to realize is that fig trees are unique and that both mature leaves and ripe fruit appear at the same time on the tree. You can look at a tree from a distance, see the leaves, and know that it is time for it to bear fruit, or at least it should be bearing fruit at these moments. And the tree Jesus cursed had all of the outward signs of bearing fruit, yet the tree was fruitless. It was a fitting symbol of the state of that Jewish nation at the time with its temple and the priesthood and sacrifices. Israel had all of the appearances of true religion, but things were missing, things were not right. The genuine fruits of justice and mercy and faith, all of those things were absent. Those things were nowhere to be found. And and Jesus is using this as a metaphor to teach his disciples what needs to change with this nation and with his church. Remember that, that, that withered fig leaves are a reminder of man's failed attempts to cover his own sins, shortcomings, and imperfections. And, women, today I specifically speak to you. I'll deal with the men when we get to Father's Day, but today I just want to minister to you. You are so much greater. And the possibilities for your existence are so much more powerful than the lies that you're buying into and what the enemy is trying to convince you of. Sometimes you have no other choice but to cover your shortcomings with the fig leaves of life. I want you to listen to me close. Please listen to me. Your identity is not in your children. It's part of who you are. Your identity is not in your career. It's part of who you are. Your identity is even not in what you think you have to do around a church to find favor and grace with God. It's part of who you are. But when Jesus Christ went to a cross and died for your sins, he said, "My blood will cover." Scripture teaches us that love covers a multitude of sin, and there is no greater love than for a man to lay down his life. And you're going through life and you keep trying to cover up with fig leaves. some of you it's just the pain is too much for you to deal with for others you just don't want anybody to see who you really are But what you need to remember is this is that the greatest testimonies on this planet are the women that are not afraid to testify and show where they were and where they are now the possibilities for your life are endless But you've got to quit hiding behind fig leaves. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church, for life's journey.